what's going on everybody you listen to seggy station so the man has a nickname was allowed to say with no shame friday july 22nd 2022 hope all is well out there everybody hope everyone's staying safe nick seglin here you listen to seggy station podcast fast moving sports world plenty to touch on in the world of sports plenty to touch on elsewhere my man rich hot takes letty coming through today to catch up on the sports world for an hour or so looking forward to touching up with him should be a good show. A lot of crazy times right now. I've been trying to drop in and do some solo pods, and it's just been a lot of in and outs for me, seeing so many topics that I've touched on and seeing all these people out here touching on topics, non-sports related, sports related. Um, it's nice when I got somebody here to do it with me, so I appreciate when the my buddies, Rich, Chew, uh dukes come on the pod before anybody that stops on and does the podcast with me boosh raj uh, there's been a lot of people that come through and done the pod and i appreciate all them i appreciate everybody that checks in on me here on the podcast and shows some support and follows along and checks out any of the stuff we're doing it means a lot to me as i always shout out all you genuine authentic followers i'm excited to touch on some topics in the sports world for sure it's been tough out there obviously financially emotionally physically for a lot of people and then you got people signing 100 million dollar contracts not just players coaches um you know it is that that's what sports it uh is you know a lot of money in sports and a lot of these other things that tend to bring people down, you got to not let that stuff drag you down, unfortunately, as hard as it is. And we wind up kind of moving on going forward as the time just zips on by. We're already about halfway through the summer and football's less than 50 days away, tip off the NFL season. So fantasy football's right around the corner and all these things to look forward to if you're a sports fan, even with COVID still attacking, obviously, this great nation that is constantly arguing and not unified and it's just very very sad for me um but as everyone's been saying it is what it is looking forward to trying to touch up on some of the topics i've seen across the sports world and been watching some of the 30 for 30 episodes but not much other sports on than the MLB is watching a little bit of the all-star game which was pretty pathetic but the home run derby was fire shout out Juan Soto shout out some of the other things the MLB is trying to institute and hopefully we'll touch on on that shortly when Chu stops by at some point my MLB guy rich NBA phenom obviously NBA offseason a little bit of activity to touch on there but it's a tough time to be an NBA fan uh summer league was pretty weird and I'm going to touch on a little bit of hopefully that with Rich. Uh, should be a good show. Try and link up with Rich here shortly. Enjoy it. Hey, yep. What's happening? What's going on? Um, I don't know. Only one of my headphones is broken. Can you hear me? <clears throat> yeah, I I hear you. Just on one, but it says they're both charged. One second. Huh. And pretty good, I guess. It's fucking hot. I know that. It's just like tough, you know. Tough doing stuff outside. It's hot as hell. Um, yeah, been back on that two K grind. Disgustingly hot. Seggy two K back in the action. Have you? 
Yeah, just been ripping How you been doing? ripping the 2K in the old gym. Uh, it's been fun, you know. Give me something to do, pass a little time besides trying to get in and been doing it, the solo pod, but just been seeing a lot. There's so much, dude, there's just so much on my mind, not only in the sports world, but just everywhere. It's like it's so tough to even break it down. I'm like, geez, I just need to wait for Rich to come back because I got a couple things to ask him anyways. <laughs> it's, uh... Yeah, you know, uh, you know, no NBA right now is like tough for me. Um, obviously, we're still waiting for the NFL, 50, you know, under fifty days. But uh, MLB, even and now after the All Star break, it's like still give me another month or so, and then I'll be interested. Like I was more interested in the home run derby than I was mm-hmm. a fucking All Star game, to be honest. Um, oh, for sure. That's okay. but yeah. I mean, then other than that, like there's just a ton going on in sports. That's cool. Cam Smith won the Open. I've been watching a lot of the golf really because. There's not much else besides seeing the content from, you know, college football meetings and NBA offseason and NFL. And really, when you break it down and you talk about shit that's going on and then, uh, you know, MLB had a draft, which I've talked about this on the pod before. It's like they're having a draft during All-Star break. It's like, what? Uh, Yeah, there's just so much going on, dude. And I'm like, all right, like. Where do I even start? Like, what do I even say? But I'm actually on one today, so let me just start with this. I, I literally need to, I need to ask you this, and I'm so happy you're back for this because this is uh, definitely my topic of the day for the day. So I've said this to you a couple times. I don't even think you even care or know what I'm actually saying when I say this. But the Live Series, the Live Tour, the Live International uh, Series, whatever we're calling it, Saudi Series, everyone's got a bunch of different names for it. It's gone pretty viral at this point. More viral than the emu uh, lady. I don't know if you've seen her. You must have. I mean, Jesus Christ. It's just all over Twitter and Instagram, I think. If you haven't seen her, you're bugging I don't think I've seen that. The the girl with the pet bird who's been viral this past week, bro, you got to see it, dude. She's got, like, a ton of animals. You're, oh, my God, I can't believe you're living under a rock. Anyways, I said, I'm like, bro, I think this Live Series is going to take over the PGA Tour, and that sounds like a crazy hot take. And I think right now, I think right now, not only by the players that are getting into this, and, you know, since I've been blasting off about it, it's the Paul Casey's, the Henrik Stenson's. You know, we're still waiting on the Cam Smith's to join the big name Dustin Johnson, Phil Mickelson, Bryson DeChambeau, Brooks Kepkas. But I'm telling you, man, a lot of these players are going to go. Jim Nance, I just saw just before we just started this pod, you're running a little late. I love you for coming because I know you're working as well. Jim Nance is on the way over to the Live Tour. David Faraday, and they're offering a broadcasting situation to Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley would have to leave apparently NBA TNT. That's what I'm seeing. I've been doing that, a lot of research that, on this. That official? That's official. Like, if he goes to live, he's going to have to leave NBA TNT. So I ask you this, two, two-part two question here. Two-part question, and I'll try and keep my smoke down on it after you respond, which is, A, if Charles Barkley actually does sign with Live Golf. I, I asked you this kind of in the Instagram, but I don't think you understand my message. I'm not saying you need to sit down and watch, like, the entire, like, Live tournament. Uh, it's it's less than PGA Tour, whatever. All I'm saying is, if Charles Barkley, guys like this, guys that you know are joining this, are you more willing to at least check this thing out, is my first question. And number B would be, if that does happen, and you're not checking it out, or you are checking it out, do you think these guys, I think Jim Nance leaving CBS is awful for the PGA Tour. 
if if Charles Barkley, as much as I disagree with him and he's kind of annoying, is not doing NBA TNT and it's like Draymond Green or some other bullshit, like I'm I'm honestly gonna be pretty upset as much as it sounds kind of stupid. Like, I don't know, I like Charles Barkley. I like those guys that are going at it at the you know halftime of games, and I, I think they should be more interviews of the players during games and other sports. I've been seeing it a lot when I was watching the NHL and you know, baseball's trying to do it, but they're not good. The NFL needs to do it. I think NBA needs to do it. Like, interview. They're always interviewing coaches, bro. Interview the players, bro. I don't want to hear from the coaches. They don't fucking know anything about what's going on out on the court. Let me hear from the players, like, during halftime, like, during the quarters. Like, I get it. Like, you want to hear some strategy from the coaches, but I'd love to hear from the players. There's a lot to unpack there. But I think, I think in general, if Charles Barkley is not on TNT, that, that hurts the NBA product in general when you got people calling – uh, you know, coming into calling the games and doing things, a lot of transition. Like, I don't know. Charles Barkley is like a big name for the NBA. So it's pretty wild that he's thinking about joining the live series when a lot of people don't even know what the live series is. So I know a lot more about live than when we spoke the way you phrased when we spoke last, um, the way you phrased that, I thought you were going to say something about college sport, which where you'd be right. I just don't give a shit at all about college sports, really, unless it's college basketball. But live <laughs> from what I've heard, like I've watched a few people, um, like guys on the Ringer report on it a lot, like some different golf, like little podcasts that I'd normally list, not listen to because I don't know players like that, similar to baseball. Like it's in one ear out the other. If I'm listening to a golf podcast most of the time, like I don't know what they're talking about. But this, like, I can contextualize, like, the business sense of it enough to, like, understand what Liv's doing versus what the PGA is doing. So, like, I think I've learned a little bit more about it. It seems like, from the people I heard talking about it, they're pretty certain that Liv could never be a profitable league, which makes me think they'll never completely overthrow the PGA, just because they're throwing so much money at guys in an attempt to be the league by getting the talent, which is a good strategy. Like, you can't be the league unless you have the talent. Like, if you're starting up the XFL, like, it's not going to work. You don't have the talent. You need guys that people are going to watch. The Charles Barkley, uh, I don't know, the golfers well enough, Dustin Johnson, whoever the hell it is, Bill Mickelson that's gone over there. Um, so it seems like it'll never be a profitable league just because they're throwing around money so crazy. But also, so the people investing in it don't need it to be profitable because it's fucking, like, from all my understanding, like, blood money, criminal money, Saudi money. Like, they don't... It's not like some, like, Mark Cuban, like, sitting there as the owner, like, well, I got to make this much to break even on my investment and make this a good investment. Like, they're not fucking worried about, oh, how do we make this league profitable, which makes it different than every other USFL, XFL, any other sports league that's ever, ever competed anything else because you're always worried about turning a profit and then the thing falls apart in one season because it can't turn a profit. This, they're not worried about turning a profit. So just one second. It's, if they're not worried about turning a profit, it is a threat for the PGA because your number one threat in any business is like, oh, we can make more money with the established product. Like, how do you beat someone who's like, I don't give a shit if we lose a billion dollars, whatever. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how you beat that. So, like, I guess my opinion on it would be like, I don't think it's going anywhere, which is crazy because no other sports league is challenged in another sports league like this. So, like, I think the PGA is going to be challenged for a long time. Just my guess, like, from not knowing a whole bunch about golf outside of this, my guess would be like the PGA is not going anywhere, but like they're some of their revenue might like they're going to feel the hit from this. I would imagine if it keeps growing, especially just tied into the last part to get Charles Barkley. Cause yes to that question. 
no, I would not be sitting down like, ooh, golf starts at nine. Like, let's do like, no, I'm not. I'm never going to be doing that cause unless I get super into golf later in life. But like, will it be like a Sunday where, like, just to be clear, me, I have not watched a single hole of golf ever in my life unless I've been at a family party or someone else has had it on their TV. Never once in my entire life have I turned on golf ever. If I skim by it on the channels, I'm changing it. I don't give a shit. Um, would I turn it on if Charles Barkley was announcing, see what's going on? Yeah. I'm not, I have no idea how long they get me for. I don't think I'm going to be like regularly tuning in, but maybe like a, you know, if he's as funny as he is on TNT, like maybe it makes it a little easier for people to kind of like casually watch. Whereas the whole stereotype with golf is like, not the sport, what, not the sport is boring. The, if you are not into the game and know the game, then watching it is boring because the announcers aren't exciting. The players aren't going off. It's just kind of like you have to know the art of the game for it to be exciting. So for someone who's a casual fan or just a corner <laughs> fan of sports in general, like myself, it makes it a little easier with someone like Charles Barkley there who, like, yeah, he knows some golf, but, like, he's there to be, like, one of us, like a guy that's just, like, shooting the shit, kind of having a good time. So, like, I think that would be bad for the PGA. I think more people would tune into that. I would see what's up. They might only get me for like a minute. It's possible. A minute more than the PGA has ever gotten me, I guess. <laughs> so I guess do with that what you will. Like go, go, go get some people with that. Um, that Listen, that's my take on it. Jim Nance, he reportedly signed a four-year contract. So it's like, it's not like it's going away in like a year. Like Jim Nance, you're going to sign him for four years. Like, all right, it's going to be around for four years. Uh, he said in a quote that I feel that I'm the best and I want to be paid like it. He also added goodbye friends. Uh, I think Charles Barkley is going to join, bro. And I don't know if that actually means he's not going to be able to do NBA anymore, but you got David Faraday. I saw Nick Faldo's retiring. Who knows? Maybe he's on the next move over. Uh, it's it's literally at this point, like you're saying, more of a more of a money move, obviously, for the guys that are getting there, even the guys that are sure. like Charles Barkley and, and uh, Jim Nance. Jim Nance is like one of the most – like, Jim Nance is one of the most respected guys in the golf game. So, I would be interested to see the comments that are coming in on this on social media on Jim Nance. Because Jim Nance basically saying goodbye, friends, to me is him saying, like, yeah, I know I'm going to get torched for this and no one's going to think the same of me. My reputation is torched. And I'm looking at Charles Barkley, like, the same way, where it's like, people are going to, like, think a lot differently of Charles Barkley if he decides to do this. I, I guarantee it. And let me just say, let me just say with Charles Barkley, because when I'm looking at it, I'm like, all right, like, this is this is weird, like a basketball dude doing the golf. Like, all right, like you're talking about, like, yeah, he's played in these matches. Like, he knows golf, but, like, I don't know, he's like an average guy just doing the golf. Like, what I'm talking about with the live is that's the whole point. Like, the PGA Tour doesn't do anything like this. And as much as they're paying the dudes a lot of money for them to come, it's, it's just so – it's going to be so different, it seems like. And at this point – with all these people joining, it's like, all right, I'm sitting back and I'm like, yeah, this is definitely going to be probably better than the PGA tour. And I'm like a golf guy. So like, I'm sitting back, I'm like, all right, like, damn, like this is pretty quick, pretty early to have this type of firepower, you know, heading over there, both on the course and calling the stuff. Like, I think their reputations are definitely going to take a hit though, with some of the stuff I'm reading. Um, so it's so, interesting to see the guys that go over. Cause even the players are taking a hit and it doesn't, I personally, I don't look at these dudes differently, but like, I think Charles Barkley, and this was my point, and, I, and I'll let you respond to this, is he said, like, we all have taken blood money. Like, I'd ask you, like, if you if you were being completely serious, like, you've taken blood money, is that what we're talking, like, because 
I'm trying to tell you this when this all started up. Like, bro, if I go put gas in my car and, and Saudi Arabia is giving us gas, is that not me doing the same shit? Is it Saudis and uh, all these endorsements of the PGA Tour? So it's like, I don't understand what people are fucking getting all mad about here because it's Greg Norman starting it up. Like, I don't understand. I really don't fucking get it. Uh, Pat McAfee's show had a real good piece on this the other day. He did like 15 minutes at it. And he was like, look, I'm probably going to get torched for this. He's like, but it's fucking ridiculous, the guys coming at these golfers for this. And I kind of agree with it. Because, like, we tend to go at, like, the people we know or, like, the faces, the athletes, the Charles Barkleys. It's like, dude, like Barkley said, like Matt McAfee was saying, like, every single company out there is, like, backed by this in some ways. Like, they, Pat McAfee brought up a graphic where, like, the companies, the Saudis back. And it's, like, the biggest companies in the country. Yeah. Like, Apple, Pepsi, Coca-Cola. Yeah. Like, every... I don't remember all of them, like all the biggest. Companies. All of them. So it's like, look, will people's reputations take a hit from this? Yes, because everyone's, you know, I'm not saying I'm super informed on it, but people might be ill-informed on it. They hear like, you know, oh, they're responsible for 9-11 and stuff like that. And now they're starting a golf league. Like, no, they're funding all this shit. They just started a golf league now, too. So it's, it's I don't think it's like misdirected or I think it's misdirected anger. I don't think the anger is wrong in the first place. Like, yeah, it's good that, like, I guess as a society we want people to be better people, not be scumbags. That is good. The players themselves aren't the problem. Like, look, there's money's out there everywhere. You can't get pissed at some guy where some people are offering them, like, life-changing, like, not just your life, like, your kids, 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 kids changing money. It's like, yo, if someone comes to your door and offers you that, you're not going to be like, hmm, well, where do you stand on? You're going to be like, yes, yes. So like, yeah, I don't know. Try yeah, to put yourself in the shoes of someone else. Not you. I'm just saying in general, like people out there, like try and put yourself in the shoes of someone else and imagine saying no to that. Like you find yourself saying yes, I would imagine. Yeah, and dude, it's not like the PGA fun. Tour, and I've always talked about how they don't pay their players and caddies enough. Like their total uh, prize season for this se- uh, prize money for this season is 480 million dollars, and they have one of the best pensions in all of sports, the PGA Tour. And it's like, so when you look at that, and like I saw Pat McAfee talking about the clip you're talking about, it's like. He's basically coming across like the PGA Tour does nothing and like these guys make no money and that's also like pretty false because like you win a golf tournament now even though I think you should get paid more for winning a major like you're going to get a smooth million dollars like the prize money goes down pretty rapidly but like you finish in the top 10 top 25 pretty consistently like you're going to make good money. It's just crazy that Tiger Woods you know me honestly I think the best golfer I've ever seen ever will see um his his career total earnings is like 121 million, dude. And like Dustin Johnson signing a 150 million dollar contract and already won money on the PGA Tour has been playing on. So it's like that's where I think it's getting people a little bit. Like it's it's like over it's overboard on on like to the biggest extreme. Like it's it is like Charles Barkley is going to get paid more money than he ever would for NBA TNT and he he already gets paid a good amount of money. So it's just like just it's clearly it's clearly i just want everybody to know that listens to my podcast and and i don't have a problem with anybody doing what they're doing with this league i'm just saying anybody that joins this league is strictly doing it for the money and just like you said you said it perfectly you said that's what we're all doing our jobs for though yeah that's what we're all doing our jobs for I mean, for Um, sure if you could take a new job and you they're offering you more money yeah absolutely i i don't think it I don't think there's anything wrong with the the league itself in terms of 
being backed by the Saudi because of all the points you brought up. I just think that it's getting backlash because of the type of money that's getting flooded through it. Like, that's really what it's about. And like, Look, if someone came up to me and offered me a job for three times my salary, and they were like, oh, by the way, and listed off all the awful things they do. Like, oh, I've gotten 25 DUIs. I've uh, hit my significant other. I'd be like, wow, um, you should burn in hell. I hope you go to jail. I'm going to take your money still because uh, fuck you. Just because you're an awful person doesn't mean I'm not getting paid for my services. But I... I hope you rot in hell. I hope you go to jail. Um, going to take all of your money, though. So I'm not going to get on someone else for a similar... Like, there's no doubt in my mind what I would do if I'm in their shoes. There's no doubt in my mind what 99.9% .9 of the population would be like. Look, hats off to the guys in the PGA who are like, nah, like, that's wrong. Like, yo, honestly, great for you for, like, putting, like, where you stand, like, above <clears throat> what you're making. Hats off to you, but... For everyone to get all up in arms about it, like, shut up. 99% of people are just taking that, and then they're like, oh, well, they're doing the same thing. Like, oh, like, I don't agree with this, but, like, because fuck it. You're taking the money. That's life-changing money. Yeah, everything's everything's all up in arms uh, nowadays with anything, honestly. Everybody gets like that about any topic. Look, if they were paying you and you had to, like, align with them in their beliefs and do whatever dirty work they're doing like okay now we're having a fucking different conversation here you're you are now a criminal yes you probably shouldn't be doing it. but that's not what this is it's not what this is yeah i mean the nba owners having 10 billion in china like invested in china the nba owners like is that not any different like for if you're an nba fan i mean i don't now we're getting into i i don't know i don't know enough about this i don't know i mean seriously i, I have no problem with <laughs> yeah, I don't really know. Uh, you know, the NBA and the whole China things. I just don't really know where the NBA and the whole China thing stands. I know it was real weird a few years ago. I don't even know where that stands. But they weren't even playing NBA games there for a long time, um, or at least Rockets games, not NBA games. They were playing Rockets games because they hated Daryl Morey. Uh -huh. Whatever. We're way besides the point. Let's go to basketball or football or something here. Yeah, basketball or football or something here. How do you feel about this? I'll ask you a question. I hear a lot of reports that Jimmy G could be going to the Giants potentially. How would you feel about that? Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of that too. Um, How would you feel? I mean, like, I don't think you can possibly – I'll say my two-second piece first. I don't think you can possibly say, like, at this exact moment, Daniel Jones is a better quarterback than Jimmy G. I think you'd be insane to say that. I think you could easily argue maybe you'd rather have Daniel Jones in two years than Jimmy G in two years if you're banking on – some potential there. I don't know if that's actually, that would be where I stand, but I don't know. Jimmy G's got a fat contract. Niners would probably pay some of it to get rid of him, but I, I don't have a real opinion on it. Where do, where do you stand as a Giants fan? Interesting question for me, Rich. Way to put me on the spot. Um, no, honestly, I think Daniel Jones is better than Jimmy G, and I know that kind of sounds crazy. Wow. Um, that's crazy. But, like, I think Jimmy G's, like, a product of, like, Kyle Shanahan. Like, do you remember watching Jimmy G when he was on the Patriots? Like, all right, like, he was okay, won some games. But it's like, all right, Jimmy G's not, like, the guy. Like, what the fuck? The Patriots got rid of him. And Tom Brady was, like, on his way out. Um, do I think Jimmy G comes in and makes the Giants more of a playoff team than Daniel Jones? No. No, absolutely not. We've had the worst offensive line over the, in the NFL over the past two years. We finally addressed that in the draft. Uh, we're trying to, you know, get Saquon back healthy, get some of these skill, young skill weapon guys involved in an offense uh not kyle rudolph who's signing fucking with the tampa bay buccaneers and everybody think that's a fucking big deal because wrong no so 
No, I like if the Giants get Jimmy G, I'd be kind of pissed because at this point I'm trying to either a see what Daniel Jones is, whatever we give him a couple year contract after this. If anything happens, if not, we didn't pick up his option. We're off him. We're drafting a guy. I don't want to have Jimmy G as my quarterback for the next two, three, four years, whatever you're trading for it. Uh, he's only under contract for what one or two? Like you're gonna have to extend Jimmy G? No. As a Giants fan, no, absolutely fucking not. I would not want that. And well, hold on, hold on. I think the only thing to note here is, from everything I've heard about it, no team is going to want Jimmy G enough for, like, in the NBA trade sense of, like, yes, direct swap, give us it. Like, it'll take the 49ers paying a large chunk of his salary, and it would probably take the Giants giving up little to nothing. So, like, assuming you're paying, say, like, half of his salary this year, you're giving up, like, a totally irrelevant pick. Like, would you... Would you be pissed if they brought him in for a year, like Daniel Jones backing him up or something like that? Like, I, I don't know. To me, my thoughts are like, you can't argue. He's, I, I could probably pull up the numbers right now. I know for a fact Jimmy G's a more accurate quarterback over his career and over the course of last year than Daniel Jones is, like by a decent margin. Jimmy Jones, or Jimmy Jones. Yep. Jimmy G for sure is top 15. Daniel Jones is for sure bottom 20. Like, yep. without a doubt. Yeah. Um, I. I I'm just looking at it like with receivers like Gallaudet, Kadarius Tony breaking out. I forget the receiver you draft early in the draft this year. You got Saquon. Like, I don't know. Do you maybe just want to give it a year if you're the Giants of saying like, I think I heard the Giants haven't had a, was it a winning season or a playoff season? One of the two in the last nine years, or they've had one in the last nine years. So like, I don't know, decent offensive options, not a super strong division, bringing in a quarterback who's known to like, you know, like a Tom Brady light, light, light version, like not nowhere near Tom Brady, but kind of like he's not going to fuck up the game for you. Like Tom Brady, maybe late in his career, he's going to do what he needs to do for the most part, not at the Tom Brady level. But I think it would be interesting with the team you have. I think you'd be better than with Daniel Jones. I don't think you'd be like some threat because you have Jimmy G, but like I think the team would have a better season and would have a better shot at like contending in your division than with Daniel Jones. But I get it from both sides. I don't have a hard stance. I just. If I, I think if I was a Giants fan and you gave away like one late pick for it and the 49ers were paying a good chunk of the salary to get rid of them, I, I think I'd be fine with seeing where it goes for a year. But who knows? Yeah. I mean, it's like if you bring in Jimmy G, you can't play Daniel Jones, kind of how I feel about the Baker-Sam yeah. Darnold situation. Um, You're right. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It's – that's – that's pretty much basically saying you're done with Daniel Jones. And from all I'm seeing out of the Giants is they want to give him a shot with Brian Dayball with the offensive weapons. And I think pulling Jimmy G is like a a hope move that is like really not any hope. Like how much better is Jimmy G than Daniel Jones? I, I on the on the New York Giants, not the San Francisco 49ers. Like I'm not I'm not sure. I'm not sure to be honest. And I'm not and if he was out there fucking looking like shit and Daniel Jones was backing him up because we wanted Jimmy G for a year because we might make the playoffs with him, I'd be fucking pissed, not going to lie. So that's where I stand with that. I really don't want Jimmy G. I've been seeing a lot of that too, but uh, good question. Um, I think I think just part, right before you do, I think part of the logic is I know nothing about college football. I've heard it's like a pretty good um, quarterback class next year. So yeah, it is. Like, it is. Hey, hey see, see where it goes. If it goes terrible – bench Jimmy G, you don't have that much invested in him, and just start tanking and going for a quarterback. If it goes well, well, you have your first, second winning season in the last 10 years. So, like, 
it's kind of like you could still take it either way, maybe. I don't know. I don't think I'd hate it if I was a Giants fan, but I get I get arguing either side. Fair. Um, do you see Matthew ba- Barry is leaving fantasy football? Yeah, man. Or not, he's leaving ESPN. He's yeah. still doing fantasy football stuff. But, like, yeah, that made me sad. I don't watch really anything on ESPN, but I do watch that. Like, not, not every single one, but I'll, like, throw it on throughout the week on YouTube because they post the episodes on YouTube. So it's, like, a nice, easy hour. I enjoy Matthew Barry, yeah. Yates, all those guys. Yeah. Um, I know some people hate him, to be honest. Chewy's one of them. I'd say it to his face, too. I think anyone that hates Matthew Barry because they think he doesn't know fantasy football, it's like, dude, you don't – you can't just take – no one knows any – like, no one knows who's going to go off each week. Like, they're giving you, like – this is how things stack up, and it's the game of football and anything. I see so many people like, this guy doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Yo. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's he ridiculous. Said, he said someone was a good play, and they got zero points because it's football, and that can happen. Like, chill chill the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think he's a great personality, good guy on TV. If Maybe you're doing podcasting or you're talking fantasy football, you're making projections. And when you're making projections or predictions, Literally. like, you're not going to be right all the time. So I don't know why the fuck you people think you're going to be. projection is a um, medium out median outcome something. It is going yeah. to be on the high end and you're not going to say anything. You're going to be pumped. And it's also going to be on the low yeah. end. You're going to be like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, so that was, yeah, that was sad for me, Matthew Barry, Nick Faldo. Um, I don't know if you, did you watch any of the ESPYs? Steph Curry hosted it. Second NBA player only uh, other than LeBron in 2007. Did you check any of that? I think it was on last night or the night before. Be, yeah, I'm going to be honest. I didn't realize it was on until I saw the clips on Instagram. So you it missed all like of Steph it? Courtney was throwing out a lot throwing out a lot of corny jokes like maybe one like him making fun of grant williams was funny but like a lot of really corny jokes i feel like i didn't miss much but no i didn't watch yeah yeah steph curry i was telling somebody like as good as steph curry is like that's the reason why i really don't like steph curry um (laughs) uh uh no seriously and draymond green too um uh I need to throw this in there. I, you probably missed this. You need to check this out, though. Dickie V, bro. Dickie V got the uh, Jimmy V award. Um, and it's just crazy because Jimmy V, like the Jimmy V speech, Dickie V walked him up on the uh, on the stage. And that was, I mean, that was like 94, 96, you know, 98 when we were born type of shit. Um, Dickie V was battling like really bad cancer. He's apparently, uh, you know, in remission now. But who knows? The dude's like 82, 83 years old, like. Dickie V ain't going to be around calling games forever or able to do, uh, you know, what he did the other night forever, which was give, like, an unreal speech. Um, so I highly re- uh, recommend you check it out. And anybody that listens to the pod, you check it out. Because Dickie V just brings back so many memories, bro. And just, like, yeah. I don't know. For me, since my birthday, I've just been thinking about all these, like, childhood memories because I feel so damn old. You know, I'm in the... I'm in work the other night, and these two dudes hitting, uh, graduated in, in 2019, and I'm like, Jesus Christ. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, literally, and th- that's like a, that makes you a senior in college. That should make you feel pretty old. Like, you graduate in 2019, right now you'd be a senior in college. Like, bro, we've been out of college for over five years. Like, holy fuck. I'm like, all right, so... You know, I mean, for me, I've been working at Indeed for over six years. I know, dude. It's fucking, it's crazy, bro. It's a long time. Next thing you know, you're gonna be on a decade. Uh, 
I don't know. I, even like, dude, even like you coming on the pod, because you always do. I think about, you know, those travel basketball games, bro. Team, you were on with me and like the other shit kids, but we had to play against the really nasty kids because we weren't allowed to be on the good team. But I love that shit. I ate that shit up. I think about when I played baseball, bro. I was an unreal baseball player. Like, I was really good at baseball, bro. I really fucking was. Uh, you know, just all these things that I did. And, and you know, thinking just about now, I, it's just like a shit show of a body, bro. Like, if I try to do, like, my brother's playing softball. Like, I went to the trampoline park with my girlfriend. Like, I'm hurting after that shit, bro. Like, you feel like you can do all that shit like you used to be able to do? Like, trampoline and go play hoops and all that? Like, I guarantee you, you're going to be a little fucking sore. I'd love to go hoop right now. I'd be sore as shit afterwards. Um... I don't know. That's just where I'm at, really, with trying to get... Uh, just as a quick throwback on that, that basketball team was great, though, because that was the first year they did the two leagues of it because so many people tried out. I don't know how old we were, like, sixth grade or something like that. Yeah. So, like, I did both teams because I had always... I mean, I wasn't good. I had always played with the other team because there was only one. I'd always played with, like, Carl, DK, like, Trev, whoever was on the other team. Yeah. And then they did two that year, so I did both. And like the other team, you know, I'm giving the ball to call. Like, you know, I get the ball for a second and I'm passing it, even though we're young. Like, I was, I was not, not good. But that B team was mad fun because that team sucks, dude. Yeah. Like, you were clearly the best player on it. And then it was probably me. And then it was probably like Tyler Genovicio or, or Kevin Rand, like, which, by the way, Kevin Rand's parents rolled by my house the other day. Really? Yeah. Is, is and Kevin Rand has a kid. And Kevin Rand's. Kevin Rand like broke his leg or his arm like a game into the season. I remember, and his dad coached the whole year, but Kevin Rand couldn't play the whole year. Wilson Tolo was on that. Team. Oh, Wilson Tolo might have been our 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 third best he was, player. He was actually pretty. He was pretty good. I forgot. He was probably our third best player. Obviously, for me because I, for some reason, I had never played rec ball. I probably should have played rec ball. I played it later in life, and I was like, oh, this is way easier. But that was like the closest I ever got to rec ball at that time. And I was like, oh, word, I could just kind of like shoot or like do what I want here. This is cool. <laughs> yeah, dude, it is cool to think about some of that shit. And like now, I don't know, like I'd love to be able to hoop, but it's like, what are the logistics of that, bro? Like, who's trying to hoop right now? Uh, bro, I'll hoop in a heartbeat. Yeah, but it's like, that's what I'm talking about. You'll have to drive down to fucking where you're at to, to hoop. Like, that's not realistic in today's fucking economy. Uh, what? What are you doing? You working tomorrow? You working tomorrow? Uh, like five. I don't know what time I'm going, but Ty, I'm going to Ty's uh, friend's house. He just hit me up. He's like, want to come by? You could 100% come. I'll tell him. He's got a basketball court at his place. He's got a pool and stuff like that. Little tiki bar in his backyard. Apparently, he's got like a nice little backyard. So, I, hey, I'm trying to hoop a little bit tomorrow. It's probably like a half hour from you, though. But... All right, well, not terrible. Maybe we'll be able to make it out, but you get what I'm you get what I'm saying, right? Remember when we used to be able to be like, "Yo, let's go hoop," and we'd all drive, and it was like we were all together, anyways. Like we we're there to hoop. Like now, who the f- what the fuck? Like we can't. Yeah, I would kill to do that too, bro. Like it's fucking crazy to me. I'm talking to Mike at the pizza joint. I saw Chewy and Duke, Chewy, Duke, Mike, and uh, Bova working at the pizza joint. Me and my girlfriend stopped in. I had a present for Chewy. It was so funny. My girlfriend goes, "All your friends work at the same place." I'm like, "Yeah, let's not talk about it." Um, yeah, dude, it's just like, it's just like weird. Like those guys are just like doing their own thing to like everybody else. And it's just like so weird. Like I wouldn't even ask them to like hoop at this point. It's like, I don't know. It's like, I'm just like, what? Like they're like soccer in and 
so hard to get people to. I know Smike's back. I think is fucked up for a while. I'm yeah, sure it is. Would if we were balling. Yeah, and so this is my I, question. I this is my question to you. I want to talk a little fantasy football and then ask you seriously. Like, you think we're having the league? Like, do you honestly think we're having the league? Like, I haven't heard anything. Like, oh, we're not having it. I haven't heard anything otherwise where it's like, oh, we're having it. Like, what's going on? We're probably starting it up be, soon. That would be ridiculous for us not to have the league. Oh, that's the way I feel. That's honestly the way I feel. But like, it's just I, be. I don't, think that's insensitive at all like it's i mean i don't think this is where we need to take this thing but i think anyone who's ever been in a fantasy football league and even enjoyed it one percent if something happened to you like they would they'd be like yo guys like please keep like please keep doing the league don't stop the league like Ooh, find absolutely league. like it's not i don't think that's insensitive like loved willie d great guy super fucked up what happened I don't think that's insensitive at all. Like, I'm, I'm assuming we're absolutely doing the league. Yeah. I don't think anyone's in a rush. I think it makes it weird. No one's like, like it's not as exciting to be like the, let's go, boys. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying, dude. That's what I'm saying. Like, like who's joining the league? Like, the first text in the group chat is what? Like, all right, guys, we're having the league. Like, this is who's joining it or, like, what? It's going to be super fucking weird. You know we're not doing the in-person draft anymore because we haven't been able to do that. Because of COVID and because of everyone being far away. It's like Mike said. Are we, is Willie T in a better spot than us? I, it's just fucked up. Everyone's thinking fucked up shit to me. I'm just like, dude, can we just get another dude in the league and just still have it? But, like, I don't know. It's just weird. It is weird. It is fucking weird. And it's absolutely going to. There's no way we pause the league because of that. That would be pretty wild. Um, we'll be good. I just think it's one of the things where, like, you know, give it a few, give it a few weeks. We'll plan the draft day. We don't. It's not going to be in person. It's all people work schedules in different directions and living situations. Like, I'm going to come to Killingworth whenever we do the draft, and like, hopefully, I'll. I think the last few years I've done it at Duke's house, and it's been like maybe Trev, too. I think you've been there a year or two, Smikes, and like a few of us just chill outside and do the draft on our computers. Like, I'm going to come and like do it with whoever for sure. But I know we all won't make it there, so. Yeah, I'll make it. Yeah, that's true. Um, things are getting pretty bad for really? Russ, huh? For who? What? Did we just? Did you just say Russ? Yeah. We just. Well, well. Before we go into um, Russ talking, we just like kill the podcast. Um, let's just really quickly say. Oh, man, about this Donovan Mitchell thing. I'm not mad about them. Like, it's been reported that I don't believe it necessarily, but that, like, there's basically a deal that's ready to go, and the one that's been talked about that I've heard is um, does not involve Julius Randle leaving, unfortunately. Oh, I boy. I feel like... Here we go. You gotta get it. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. It would be hard to do. I don't think the Jazz want Julius Randle. Like, I keep seeing Julius Randle in the fake trades, and, like, Danny Ainge isn't dumb. Danny Ainge is extremely good at his job. He just got eight fucking first-round picks or whatever for Rudy Gobert. Most people aren't getting that. Like, Danny Ainge is good at his job. Like, Danny Ainge is not – it's being reported that they don't want – I don't know if this is true, but it's being reported that they don't want R.J. Barrett because next summer they're going to have to sign R.J. Barrett to a massive deal. Yep. In what fucking world would anyone say that and then be like, yeah, give me Julius Randle for five more years? Like, they would just – they would be like, no, just give me R.J. Barrett for five more years before they say give me Julius like there's an upside there and it will be probably a lower contract than Randall has so like I get that it's going to be extremely hard to offload him I just really hope that if we were bringing in Donovan Mitchell we were like getting off the Randall contract and like I've got I've been going into work a few days a lot of Knicks fans like I live up by New York I feel like I pay 
more attention to it than most people. Not to say I'm right. Like, I can be very wrong, pay more attention to be very wrong about things. But, like, everyone's like, dude, are you crazy? You don't want Donovan Mitchell? I'm like, it's not about not wanting Donovan Mitchell. Like, if you ask me a month ago, do you want Donovan Mitchell on the Knicks? I'd say yes. Like, please give me Donovan Mitchell on the Knicks. I just don't think Brunson plus Mitchell plus um, Randall, and I'm assuming <laughs> you keep RJ, that's like four match contracts. Like, that's your team right there. That's like, you're not, that's signing up to be a six seed at best every year. You're not winning with that team. And like, yeah, there's some flexibility. Like maybe you trade Brunson down the line, bring in someone else. Sure. I just think you have to get off the Randall contract. I'll be happy with anything they do if Randall's in the contract. Cause I think it's that detrimental of a contract. Even if he plays better than he played last year. I also pretty sure that, I mean, like anyone who's not a Knicks fan would laugh at this. I'm pretty sure Quentin Grimes is going to be in the deal. And I really want him to keep Quentin Grimes. Like he's, Dude's been ball. He did play pretty well last year. Dude's been balling in summer league. Just not that it matters. I'm not saying like I'm not saying. Quick Dude's been balling in summer league. Stuff. I thought we said we couldn't talk about summer league, bro. The fucking oh, Knicks. Listen, we talk a lot about the Knicks because obviously <laughs> you're like a diehard Knicks guy, and we've been doing the podcast for a while talking sports. So we're gonna talk our teams. But let me just tell you, bro. I tried to fucking be in on the Knicks. I was in on the Knicks when they had their oh, best oh, season God. in the longest time. The Knicks are the fucking Dallas Cowboys of the NBA, bro. I, like it is fucking, it is fucking terrible, bro. And if they bring in Donovan Mitchell and and keep like everything you talked about, it's gonna be a fucking disaster, more uh, of a disaster than uh, the Russ conversation. That's fine. We could skip that for now if you want. It's whatever. If you get rid of Randall and you're lining up Brunson, RJ Mitchell, like you probably have to trade Ob and Randall's probably gone. Like I don't know what you're doing, Mitchell Robinson, something else, like. <sighs> That's not a that's not a contending team, but that's a team that's taking a step in the right direction and will be fun to watch. I just don't think Julius Randle fits with three other guys who need the ball in their hands because Julius Randle can't do anything without the ball. I was in on the Knicks when they were that four seed, right? I'm, they, they're not going to be they're not going to be above a six seed. They're, regardless if they get Donovan Mitchell or if they don't agree, get Donovan Mitchell, I, I don't think they're going to be above a six seed. There's no scenario. There's no scenario to me where they are better than the Heat, the Celtics, or the Bucks. There's almost no scenario to me where they're better than the Sixers. Like, maybe if, I mean, if Embiid gets hurt, fuck, anything could happen. There's no scenario to me where they're better than the Raptors. And I just named five teams right there. So, like, there we go. That's at best a six seed, which I agree with. Like, we're not, like, maybe one of those teams has an injury and you're sneaking into, like, a five seed. I think it's very <laughs> bold to assume they're better than the Hawks with Trey Young, Capella, Collins, and DeJounte Murray now. Like, Stephen A. Stephen A. said the Knicks are worse than the Cowboys is what I saw. Uh, they are. They absolutely. Dallas Cowboys, Cowboys last won a Super Bowl in 1996. The Knicks haven't won a championship since 1973. Stephen A. on the shelf right now for first take with a shoulder surgery, which I just think is so funny. But whatever. Uh, I mean, I think he takes it. I just. This time yeah, it's fine. It was more of a joke, but uh, um, you know, I've been watching since not a lot of NBA, NFL, fucking not really watching much baseball. I, dude, I've been watching the 30 for 30s. The Derek Jeter 30 for 30 is sick, Captain. The the Mets 30 for 30 that I was checking out uh, that was on, it's probably like replay now, is pretty freaking sweet. Um, I saw this other podcast series that's going to be done on this guy. Uh, he's like the only MLB active player to ever be murdered is uh, Wesley something Lyman Bostock or something, Jr., I'm like, dude, to me, and I love sports. I'll, wa- I'll watch all this stuff. Like, I- I'll check in on some of these baseball games that I bet on. I've just got to stop betting on baseball. But uh, 
realistically, dude, the history of sports is so fucking cool to me, bro. Like, watching some of this old school shit of sports is just so cool to me. It's almost better than some of this new school shit. Like, I'd rather watch some old school fucking baseball documentary or baseball game than the baseball game that's on today. Uh, that's just honestly how I feel about it. And they got some cool shit going on. Um, you ever watch the old Red Sox one, Four Days of October? Yeah, I probably have. I've watched a lot of those. I think a lot of that suite is super... I, I remember watching that shit. I remember watching the Red Sox when they were winning that first World Series and shit. That's back when I was watching baseball. That shit you'll remember forever. I was a little fucking kid. Um, I remember it. You know, it's like when the Giants won. It was just like, damn, it seems like that's never going to happen again. But I'll fucking remember that shit for the rest of my life. That was fucking incredible. Um, uh, yeah, it's just cool, man. Memories and, and sports moments and history, all that shit is really like what's, what's thriving for me right now. Just keeping me going, honestly, cause I'm been trying to get some plants in and have some flowers and some a garden and shit and it's fucking drought and hot as fuck. It's like the hardest shit in the world to keep your plants going right now. Um, yeah, other than that, bro, just fucking been trying to watch as much sports as I can and... I don't know, I think shit's getting tough for Russ. That's all I'm trying to say. It's just, I'm feeling bad for him, bro. I really am. Dude's like a 70. <laughs> it's just like we're at the today's day and age where we're talking about what dudes are ranked in uh, in video games, but I just do think it's hilarious. Like, they got the dude literally ranked like he's a fucking bum. Like, you go into a game and NBA 2K is a 70, everyone's backing out. <laughs> Seriously, bro, that's where they got Russ at. Like, that's just fucking crazy to me, bro. And I know I hear all this shit, these rumors. It's like, I don't know, to me, like, and I, I saw he broke up with his longtime agent. That's where I'm like, oh, shit, shit's not looking great. But, uh, you know, in, in recordable differences. Yeah, like, I'm just like, what? Like, that agent thing has never happened at least from everyone I've heard talk about it. Like, an agent has never done, like, no, this is my, this is my side of what happened. And, like, you kind of have to believe him. So, basically, what happened is, like, translated what the agent said. He wanted Russ to stay with the Lakers, the agent. Yeah. Because Russ's best bet to make – because how the agent makes money is by Russ making money. Russ's best bet to make money going forward in his career is by playing this year a contract out with the Lakers, trying to play a little bit better, and getting a new contract from someone next year, even though it won't be a huge contract. The problem is if he – if he gets trade, if he demands a trade, he probably gets bought out by whatever team trades for him. Yep. In which case, he signs a vet minimum contract and he goes to some team. It's yep. very, very, very rare that you sign a vet minimum contract and then come back the following year and get something that's not a vet minimum contract or very close to it. So, like, what the agent was saying is, like, dude, you don't have, there's a chance where you don't have to be a vet minimum guy for the rest of your career if you can play this contract out. But if you demand a trade, get traded, or like you don't make it work here, get traded, get bought out, get the vets, accept the vets minimum to play, teams are just going to offer you a vets minimum next year. Like that's just what's going to happen. So that's basically why they had their breakup. And like, I get it. Like Russ, Russ probably thinking in his head, like, nah, I'm what, even if I get bought out, like I'm going to ball there and like I won't get a vets minimum. Like, Bro. I'm a confident dude, but we'll see. I think a lot of what's going on right now, even with between Russ and his agent, is because a lot of the stuff I'm seeing with LeBron James, and I love me some LeBron James, but like a lot of the stuff I'm seeing is like LeBron James doesn't want Russ to be there. It's like Ru- I mean, it's, Le- it's LeBron's fault. It's LeBron. LeBron wanted him there, so that's on you. Like it was, a, look, it's a 
you could be the best basketball player ever and make some bad decisions because maybe your view's a little tinted with Russ. Like, my view is absolutely tinted with Melo. Like, when you, you know, some someone, like, you care about, you follow forever, whatever. But most people who I hear talk about basketball, the second that trade happened, were like, huh, um, that's a weird that's a weird fucking move instead of going to get Buddy Heald. And it's not, again, like, it's not an anti-Russ thing. It's a fit thing. Like, there are teams where if you trade for Russ, it's not like, what are you doing? It's like, oh, yeah, like, that's Rich. A, you know, that's a fit on the Rich. But it was never... Listen. No, the only thing I'm saying is it wasn't a fit on the Lakers, and LeBron's the one who wanted it. So it's on LeBron if he's like, I don't want this guy here now. Like, bro, you're the one who brought him in last year. Like, it's literally been reported multiple times the Lakers weren't going to bring Russ in, and LeBron is like, we're bringing Russ in. No, so I hear you. That's on LeBron. No, I hear you. I, I completely agree with you in that sense, where, like, if I'm going to talk shit about KD and what he's doing, like, I'm going to have to be fair about the situation with Russ and LeBron. The only point I'm trying to make, and that's basically what I'm trying to say about LeBron, is like, bro... Like, I get it. Russ had, like, a, a decently bad year in terms of, like, what we expect from Russ. But, like, did we expect... No, seriously. Decently bad is hilarious. No, hold on. I to say decently bad. It was. Bad. It was decently bad. It was decently bad in terms of first time with a new team. No, seriously. Like, I think... That's a nice way to butter it up. Yeah. I think, in a way, like, people are just basically saying, like, all right, dude, like, either... Or, you know, like, Russ can't fit, like, actually work here at all. Like, considering even though LeBron and AD missed half the season. Like, I don't know, bro. Like, you got a new coach now. You, like, like to me, it's just like. I keep hearing people say this, and I feel like I'm going insane. It's like, if Russ commits on the defensive end, like, dude. Bro. Season 15, bro. The only reason he was ever decent on defense is because when he got blown by, he was so athletic that he could catch up. He's never been a good. I never said he needs. A- in front of him to- no, you're not. I know I'm not responding to like what you said. I'm saying like a lot of people like to make it work, he's not gonna become a good shooter. He's not. He would need to play a lot better defense and take less shots and kind of accept the role. Like accept the role would be the big thing. And like he can't be a good defender and he can't be a good shooter. Like it's not gonna happen. So like it's not a good fit there. He has to be on the team where he can just run the offense and you can't do that when with LeBron because he's better at it than you. I don't think it's. I think like that's all there is to it. Like it's just. I don't see any way it works there. I see both him and the agent side. Like I, I get taking your money. Where do you see Russell Westbrook? Where do you see Russ Westbrook even playing then? Like that's where. That's where. Like I don't understand where you'd see him playing. Like if he's not playing with the Lakers. I mean, if he gets traded, he probably gets bought out. It's probably very unlikely the team that trades for him is like we wanted Russ. They're probably taking on the contract in a swap. He probably gets bought out, and he signs the bets minimum to, like, a team that goes, let's try him off the bench. Usually, signings like that are contending teams, but Russ is, like, a polarizing guy. He ain't going to fucking do that. Team. Like, I don't, I'm trying to think of, like, the contending team he would fit the best with. Like, if you're the here, – here's my, here's my craziest one I got for you. If you're the Phoenix Suns, do you sign him to a bets minimum? And you're just like, you know what? Chris Paul just fucking breaks down sometimes. Russ can just, like, go ham and, like, maybe we just need to play Chris Paul 25 minutes a night in the regular season and save him for the postseason. Russ, go out there, play 23 a night, and, like, if you can work with Monty, work in our system, Booker's going to have the ball way more. We're going to have shooters around you. Like, I don't know. I haven't heard a single person say that, but that's, I, don't, I think, would be interesting. I don't know if the Suns do that. They have, like, a very specific style that Russ goes kind of against, but you need any fresh legs for Chris Paul. It's just fucking no. Like, it, like, 
as much as I think that'd be cool, like, no. Like, I don't see the Phoenix Suns doing that. My point is, like, if Russ ain't on the Lakers, like, I don't know where Russ is at. And I said this to you, bro. I, like, he's going to find himself out of the league pretty quick because I don't see him wanting to come off the bench and pulling the whole Melo thing. You know? And Melo... He literally has to. That's his only option. He's at, like, the thing Melo was at a few years ago. Like, uh, you're either not an NBA player anymore or you're accepting a very different role as an NBA player. Like, not just a little different, like very different yeah i know i told you that and it's just crazy to see yeah uh, that's where he's at but hey whatever shit happens the quick one, the one thing with russ that's different from Melo is like you can make the argument that if russ is back on the wizards next year not that he is like he i don't think it's crazy to say that he could do what he did on the wizards in 2019 or whatever year that was like i don't I don't think, like, he became that much worse of a player. I think he's just the worst fit in the world next to LeBron. <laughs> yeah, I think he can have a 2019 year with the Lakers. I don't understand why they're not trying it. Uh, no, he can't, he can't. He can't with the Lakers. He can't. If he, they, he can't have the ball in his hands like that. What happens if they brought in Buddy Heald? What happens if they brought in Buddy Heald? Dude, the, the only shot he would have had of having a game a year like that with the Lakers would be if it was LeBron that was hurt all year and AD was healthy all year, then maybe they could have made that work. LeBron, If LeBron is on the court, Russ can't put up those numbers because LeBron is going to have the ball way more than him because he makes a trillion times better. LeBron's maybe the best decision maker we've ever seen with the ball or in the top five. Russ of the last like three years is one of the top five worst decision makers who gets the ball in his hands all the time. Like That's just what it's been, or at least over the last, like, year and a half two years now so like again i don't think that's who he is it's just lakers don't have shooters to surround them it just doesn't work for them on the lakers it's not even a well set up team for lebron but he's lebron so he can kind of make it work it's not a well set up team for westbrook certainly not with lebron there as well oh man yeah i don't know what's worse fucking russell westbrook or everyone talking about him like he's white hot garbage or fucking James Harden and him saying that he's doing whatever it takes to win a championship like I haven't heard that from him before and I mean I to be honest I'll give him a little bit of credit I don't the only guys I can remember is of actually if he did take less money unless the Sixers were straight up like we're not giving it to you and I don't think anyone else is which they could have but if he did take less money it's like Dirk Tim Duncan Couple points. I don't think Kobe ever took less Couple points. Like, no, I don't know. A couple points here. Couple points here. One of those guys that have done it and is always glorified for it is Tom Brady, right? Tom Brady, a guy that's taken, yeah. you know, team friendly deals to be able to win. The the reason why it's slightly annoying, but also slightly ingenious, is the dude actually wins. Like, this is what I'm talking about, James Harden. Like, James Harden, that's all right, first time. Yeah, first time that he's actually doing this then, taking his pay cut to, you know, help the better man in the team, well, they better fucking win. And, like, hopefully he can show up a little bit better than he's done in the playoffs, even with the Sixers. Uh, I don't know, dude. Like, the the whole thing the whole thing with James Harden to me is in the same category as Russ Westbrook. Like, that's why it's just annoying. Like You're viewing it with the glasses on. That's just not true. You're telling me that the Sixers. You're telling me that the Sixers are, you know, title contenders to and uh, can come out of the East. If we're doing like tiers, I kind of did the tiers earlier. They're in the tier two. It would be like to me like Celtics, Bucks, maybe the tier three. Celtics, Bucks, then kind of Heat alone, 
then it's kind of like Sixers, Raptors. Like, yeah, no, I don't think they're. I think they're like fourth favorite. I don't think it's like they can't. I think they made good moves. Like, Maxi, Harden, Tobias, Embiid, and PJ Tucker as the starting lineup. Brought in DeAnthony Melton. Say what we will about Daniel House. He had a good end of last year. He played well with James Harden in Houston. Like, I don't. They have a better team than last year. They still have Niang, Orkmaz, Milton, all those uh, Melton or what the fuck is his name, Shake Milton on the bench. Like, it's a solid team. It's a solid team. I don't. It's not a top three team to me in the East. Like, I'm not gonna say like, oh, they're gonna win the title. They got this. But I think it's a good move. Like, there's nothing bash them on there. Like, players don't do that. I don't think LeBron's. I th- uh, the Miami Heat guys did it to play together. The Miami Heat guys, Bosh, LeBron Wade, did all do that. I don't think LeBron's done it since. Dirk and Tim Duncan are the only other ones I remember. Like, it's it's rare for a guy. He's played a half a season on this team and just took a pay for cut for them. It probably comes into play that, like, Daryl Morey's there and he trusts him to make the right moves, and he made some good moves. So, like, I'm not going to bash him here. Like, we'll have plenty of chances to bash him in the postseason, I'm sure, but I don't think this is one of the chances to bash him. Like, it'll go south. They aren't going to win the title. They're not going to win the East. They're not. I'd be shocked if the Sixers were in the finals next year. Literally shocked. Yeah, it's so not going to happen. Not going to happen. So I think we just but, not talk about it again. Where the last thing I'll say is where they're not on the same, where James Harden and Russell Westbrook are not near each other and you have kind of the glasses on right there is James Harden was just a free agent and he got a two-year contract for what, like 40 million? It's like yeah, because Daryl Moyes is a boy rich. I'd ask you, like seriously, like do you think the you don't think that the Lakers can win if they bring back their team and bring some more pieces on NBA offseason, whatever they do? Uh any more than the the Sixers? Do you think they're at equal equal know, playing no, no, no. ground or what? I respect LeBron so much, and I wish this wasn't the case. As the rosters are currently in this moment, I give the Sixers like a five times better chance to win the title than the Lakers. Really? They're not the Lakers. Aren't, the Lakers are not winning. There's just no way running back the same team. If they get Kyrie, I'll change all of that. Like not the Lakers still would not be favorites to me. They don't have a team like we. Rob Polinka, whoever's running the Lakers, it's ridiculous the team they have around them. Like, it, anyone who's been watching the NBA for 15 years, you could ask them and be like, what's a good team to have around LeBron? It's defenders and shooters. Defenders and shooters. Maybe a guy that could, like, handle the ball a little. You want some other, like, point guard there, kind of. But you want defenders and shooters. You do not want offensive attacking options that are not spot-up shooters and don't defend. They use their mid-level exception, the one contract they could sign, on Lonnie Walker from the Spurs. Not a defender, not a great shooter last year. A guy with upside that's like a slasher, athletic kind of guy. Like, to me, he reminds me a little like of a Jeremy Lamb early in his career. But, like, not – you have your mid-level exception. You could go after a guy that maybe fit better around LeBron that's the defender and the shooter. And, like, they just didn't make a whole bunch of moves. They got Thomas Bryant, who is a shooting center. I don't think that's a bad move. He played on the Wizards. He's been hurt for, like, the last few years, basically. Like, I don't think that's a bad move, but – I don't see how their team makes sense still right now. You need those KCP, Alex Caruso type guys. Make fun of Kuzma all you want. He's still a better guy to put next to LeBron than some of these other guys that are, they have there right now. Like, if Anthony Davis is going to go back to bubble Anthony Davis, the Lakers can make a run at a title because they have LeBron, and that Anthony Davis is close to a top five player, absolutely a top ten player. But it's if Anthony Davis is a top, like, 20 guy and LeBron's a top, like, 10 to 12 guy, 
no, because where else is it? Where else is it coming from? Like Russ isn't having a resurgence on that team. He's not. Russ, Russ can have a way better year on other teams. Not it's not happening on that team. There's just no way. I, I don't. I think they're a play-in team as currently constructed. Would be my guess. To me, to me, there's no. We'll we'll do the thing I did on the other side. To me, if we're just assuming health. Assume, I'm assuming Anthony Davis was like you know kind of who he was last year, but assuming he's healthy, assuming all the guys on these teams stay healthy, they're not better than the Clippers. Clippers have a deep, really good roster to me. There's no way I'm putting them as better than the Phoenix Suns, even if they collapse in the playoffs. They were the best team in the league right, last year, record wise. Don't care if the Mavericks lost Jalen Brunson. Not putting them over the Mavericks after what I've seen from Luka and them. Um, I'm missing t- a Grizzlies. Jaron Jackson out uh, for a long time. That, I think, is going to hurt them. He's out half a year next year. That's actually going to suck for the Grizzlies. I think they take a step back record-wise. I don't think they take a step that far back. I still think they're ahead of the Lakers. Um, Nuggets, getting Jamal Jamal Murray back. Getting Bruce Brown on a great contract, which I think is a good move. They had one other good signing, too. I forget who. Maybe getting Michael Porter back. There's no way. Like, say what you will about Jokic. There's no way they're better than the Nuggets. They weren't better than the Nuggets last year, and they only had Jokic. Like, we're down to six teams right now, and I could name some other teams that also could be up there and messing around with it. It's like the Timberwolves are going to be better. Say what you want about the Rudy Gobert trade. The Timberwolves are going to have a good regular season record. They'll probably lose in the first round of the playoffs. They're going to have a good regular season record. I don't think the Lakers are better than any of those teams. All right. Trailblazers are going to – I mean, I don't know. I think Trailblazers and Lakers will be right around each other, but, like, apparently Lillard had – Fucked up abdomen the last year and a half. Portsari's feeling great. Brought in Jeremy Grant. Got back Nurkic. Anthony Simons there. Josh Hart. Like, I think that's a better fitting roster than the Lakers have right now. Like, wouldn't be surprised to see them above it. We want to get real crazy. Let's start talking about the Kings. They did a decent at the end of last year. Like, I don't. It it could get real ugly for the Lakers next year. I Even bet they get Kyrie. I don't think they're guaranteed to be top four. All right, I got the Lakers top four in the West. Who would, so like who who would I'm not holding you to this to next year but like right now who would be your top four who are you I want to know like who you're picking the Lakers is better than because I know you're about to tell me that you think the Lakers are better than the Nuggets in the regular season and I'm gonna tell you you're flat out wrong the Nuggets go close to 50 wins every year just with Jokic and I think this is the best roster they've ever had around them. you want to have a side so bet Lakers Nuggets who has a better regular season Saggy. you want to have a side bet for you we can do that, but do you want me to like save you from you and just look up what their total um, projected, like what their spread for over under wins are next season? Because they're going to be so far away from each other. You want to bet it or not? Yeah, you want to fucking bet it or not? I I will bet it. I will bet it. Oh, uh, they don't have win totals out for us next season. I you want to bet it or not? We better bet it before the win totals, because I'm telling you right now, the Lakers will be better than the Nuggets, and they might have a better win total than the Nuggets. On FanDuel Sportsbook. Just saying. Uh, <laughs> no way. Okay, let's wait, wait, wait. Let's do it this way. I could just see the championship odds get an idea where they stand. Lakers are probably going to be juiced up because they're the Lakers. Probably higher than the Nuggets. They, no, I won't be surprised. Because people will bet their championship odds. <laughs> Oh, so, yep, so the Lakers are plus 1100 to win the championship. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. The Lakers are ahead of the Miami Heat to win the championship that next year. That's literally ridiculous. Um, and the Nuggets are plus 
Let's see where the Lakers are projected in their division. Oh my that god, bro. If you're betting on the rate Lakers plus eleven hundred, just wait for them to lose the first five games and bet them at plus five thousand when they drop. Um yeah, the Lakers the Lakers are projected to finish fourth in their division in odds. The Nug the Suns are plus one forty five, Warriors plus two twenty, Clippers plus two forty, Lakers plus six fifty. So they're projected to finish fourth in their division of five teams. But they're sixth in championship odds. That is kind of ridiculous. <coughs> it's a really good division. It's probably it's probably right on the money, to be um, honest. And they'll be fourth in the West, and you're gonna be pissed. No. Yeah. No. I mean, like, hey, if again, I'll I'll say it again. If Anthony Davis is gonna be close to a top five player, then all of this changes because then you have a top five player with LeBron, and the other pieces start to matter a lot less. But if Anthony Davis is last year's Anthony Davis of like top 30 20 ish when he's healthy like that's not that's not gonna work I don't like the pieces they got but we will see I want to see LeBron do well I'm literally not rooting against the Lakers would love to see Russ do well don't see how it happens next to LeBron want to see LeBron keep doing well late through his career don't think it's gonna happen with his team I think you're a little too low on the Lakers my guy Lakers have better championship Like, I get that LeBron's on the team, and LeBron always gives you decent odds. But Lakers have better championship odds than the Heat, the Sixers, the Grizzlies, the Mavericks, the Raptors, the Nuggets, Pelicans, Nets. Like, wow. That is that is something. Yeah. That's they're something, all right. They're basically right, next, they're basically right next to the Suns in championship odds. Like, okay. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's sounds about right to me. Uh, that is. I know you've probably been seeing the BG shit. Um, yeah. You know, the weirdest the weirdest part about all this to me is I just saw, like, on the ticker yesterday or the day before, um, that Russia, like, Russia is looking f- for respect or something. Like, what are they, fucking reading Twitter, like, about BG? Like, they expect to get respect on there? Like this shit's getting fucking terrible, dude. Like this is, this is honestly terrible. Like, I, I just don't under. I really don't understand. Like, I know it's just you can't do the if game, but like seriously, if you could do, you could do like any other sport, any other athlete. Like, if it was a male athlete, not even in the NBA. Like, dude, I feel like more is being done here. Like, it's just weird to me, dog. And then shit's all messed up now where it's like, what, Russia's reading Twitter and, like, they're pissed off about it? Like, uh, I don't know, bro. Shit's... I, I literally know nothing. I know nothing. Of course you know but nothing. fucked up, but I don't really... I know that she sent a letter to the president who currently has COVID, so I know he probably ain't doing much about it right now. I saw that. I know those two things. Oh, man. What a fucking... You know, do you see the, uh, you, you see, you watch any of the trial that's been going on on the former president? Nope. Unbelievable. I probably should. It's honestly, like, has that ever happened before? Has another, has another president ever been, like, in, on trial before for, like, his, his presidency? Like, has that ever happened? Um, I mean, Richard Nixon got impeached. 
while he was president. I don't know if that counts for what you're saying. I'm I'm sure it has. I have no I have no idea though. But people are calling for this for a while. But I know nothing about it. Literally didn't know what was going on. Don't know exactly what it's for. Is it for like tax stuff? What what's it for? Mm, for what happened on January sixth. Oh, oh, inciting a riot. Yeah, that'll do it. Uh, that'll do it. Yeah, classic, Rich. Just uh, like everyone else, let's just sweep it under the rug. All right, yeah, it's fine, bro. No problem. Fucking whatever. Uh, no hey, biggie. No, no, no. You're you're the better person for paying attention to world events. I don't. I'm not condoning what I do, but I'm also not going to change it. So. <laughs> yep. There you go, brother. <laughs> Um, I saw this, uh, you know, that I'll let you go soon, but I saw this, uh, you know, they have this like five, four, three, two, one, like the pay charts that they have usually on the, on the grams and shit, mm-hmm. uh, create a team of players under 25. You have $15, bro. There is a lot of good, uh, players under the age of 25 in the NBA. I think it just popped up. Like there is a lot of good, yeah. there is a lot of okay, good players. All right, yeah, you're looking at it, right? Yeah, that's exactly it. Like I just want to know what you would do right here. I just need to know what you would do right here. Okay, well, on first glance, there's no scenario where if I'm taking a five dollar guy, it's not Luca. Out of all those guys, I respect Ja. Tatum's cool. There's, if you take Trey Young, you're just wrong. Um, you're just wrong. Um, so Luca is going to be on my team. I'm going to go look at the $1. Uh, Jaron Jackson is going to be on my team. Um, I will absolutely have a front court of Evan Mobley and Jaron Jackson. I'm at $8 with $7 left. Um, I will be taking... Um, Let's say... Desmond Bain and Anthony Edwards. Wow. Luca, De- Luca, Desmond Bain, Anthony Edwards, um, Jaron Jackson, and Evan Mobley. Interesting. That's just on the fly. I like it though. Interesting. Yeah, the problem I end up getting is too many guards. Yeah, I mean, I could go. Well, I mean, I my only problem I didn't. Not that it's a problem at all. I guess Luca's just my point guard. It doesn't matter. Luca, Anthony Edwards, and Bain. I could always switch Anthony Edwards to Garland, but just stick with Anthony. Yeah, Edwards. I think it's hard, kind of, not to go uh, Evan Mobley, Jaron Jackson Jr. in those bottom. But shout out to Cade, yeah, think, Jared I Allen. Think the hardest thing to do, I think the hardest thing to do is not take Luca in that. I don't know how you don't take Luca in that unless you're literally not taking a five dollar guy. But I don't think that's the right move either. Yeah, like Jaw's awesome, but like he's. I don't. You're one of the biggest Jaw guys out there, but I don't think you even think he's better than Luca. I think it's either Jaw or Luca in that top. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think it's Luca by. I think it's Luca by. Yeah, probably Luca by a good amount. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I, fair. I but I think Jaw's next. Tatum after that. Yeah, I think Jaw's next. Tatum after that. You got Tatum after that. No, 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 no. Jaw or Tatum? I don't. I don't know. I think most people. You got Zion lurking in the five spot, baby. I think most like I don't think Trey should be in that category, but that's just me. No, me either. But he's also better than all the guys in the four category if you put him there. Is maybe he? Not Brandon Ingram. Maybe not Brandon Ingram. 
Like, I don't know if I have him better than Brandon Ingram and Edwards. Garland, bro. He's definitely, like, he's definitely better than Garland and Anthony Edwards right now. If I was picking a team, like, for going forward, I'm absolutely taking Anthony Edwards before I'm taking Trey. But if it's one year, Trey Young's better right now. Anthony yeah. Edwards could come out and crush flat right next year. Trey Young was better last year, I guess, is a better way to put it than Anthony Edwards was. Um, what was I going to say? John. I don't know. Luca, I was going to say something. I'm not Luca. Oh, I think ESPN is going to do, like, ESPN, Bleacher Report, all those places in, like, the next few months will do, like, their top 100 player rankings. They do every year, whatever they do. Top yeah. 150. Like, I would venture to guess. I'm not even saying this is necessarily what I feel. I think it is what I feel, but it's close. I would venture to guess that Tatum comes in above Ja in those. No. Close. No. I, uh, no. Yeah. I mean, why, why <laughs> not? Tatum had a really bad finals, which is in our heads, but he also got his team to the finals and was, a, I think, a better player most of the year, even though they were both great. Like, he's a better defender for sure. They're both great offensive talents. Like, I don't think it's crazy to say Jaws right above Tatum at all. Not crazy at all. I just think when the rankings come out that they'll both be like right in that top ten, like five to ten area, and I think Tatum will be above Ja. Yeah, I think you're forgetting that Ja got hurt on the uh last back end of their know, series, like, so it's like you're kinda of forgetting that he like wasn't even there, but it's like, yeah, no, nah, right, there's no right, way in hell I'm right. taking Ja over Jason Tatum. Um No way. That's yeah, absolutely no way. So- no way. Zero shot. Zero shot. No way is ridiculous. I don't think it's crazy to say it's a big thing. Absolutely ridiculous. It's absurd. Zero. When you rank the players right now, they'd both probably be right in that top ten. But to say, like, one can't be above the head, the other is, I don't know about that. Zero. I kind of wanted to end the the conversation how we started it, though, seriously. Um, What's up? We were talking about the, you know, the live golf money. Like you see Kyler Murray's contract, two hundred thirty million, like forty six million a year. I think it's second highest paid. Like you think Kyler Murray deserves that? I, I like now. I'm not saying he 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 shouldn't get his money. I'm saying, do you think Kyler Murray is the second the second highest paid uh the you know the second highest paid quarterback in the league in terms of all right that makes him what top five ten quarterback? No, I don't. So that that to me is a bad deal. That's a bad deal. Let me answer. Um, that's not how it works. So if everyone was a free agent, like we do this every year, every every single year for the rest of forever until these sports leagues bottom out and fail. No, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. Every single year forever until these sports leagues bottom out and fail, they're going to make more money. The contracts are going to keep getting bigger yep. because the players, the salary cap goes up, the players get more. So if every free, if every player was a free agent this year, Kyler Murray might not even be a top 10 played quarterback because everyone would have money and they'd be like, well, no, give me. Tom Brady, give me Russell Wilson, give me Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. Like, he wouldn't – of course not. He would, no one in their right mind is saying that top Kyler Murray's a top five quarterback. I don't think. I don't think you are. Like, Aaron Rodgers, Pat Mahomes, Tom Brady, like, Russell Wilson. Like, you're not. You're not saying that. Even if he could be that in the next year or two, potentially. He's not right now. So, I agree with the consensus of, like, oh, my God, it's crazy that he's the second highest paid one. But it's like, well, whenever Josh's Allen contract, Josh Allen's contract's up, he'll be he up got right. paid. Now he got paid, and Aaron, and Aaron Rodgers got paid. I'm saying whenever it's whenever it's up next, he'll be the highest. Whenever Mahomes is up next, he'll be the highest. Whenever like it's always the next one up. 
Dak was the highest for a little bit. Fuck it, this is how it always goes. Mike Conley was the highest paid NBA player for a little bit. People are like, Mike Conley? It's like, dude, someone will get paid in a week and it won't be Mike Conley. Like, he just, it was the right timing for him. It, it's just, it's all timing. So, like, yeah, Rich. No, I, I don't think. My point. It's, it's probably too much. If that's the initial question, I think it's probably a little too much. But teams also just pay what they have to pay to keep their guys, and they set the market almost every time. It's like a semi-elite quarterback or semi-elite receiver. Like, that's just how it keeps going. Then we do this thing every summer, like ESPN and everything. Like, can you believe, like, X players setting the market for this? And it's like, well, you know, it'll it'll happen again next year with someone else. I just think I it's funny, think it's man. Like, like the NFL, like the NFL, right? It's this prestigious league, right? They've got no, they got no blood money. Their their money is all good and shit. Signing out these contracts, I don't believe that. Like it, it's all I'm trying to say is like to me, I look at the live and like some of the money these guys are getting on live, and it's pretty similar to what we're seeing in the NFL. Pretty similar to what we're seeing in the NBA. You look at this Juan Soto contract he just turned down. The only reason I think he turned it down is because yeah. he's with the Washington Nationals and it's for 15 years. But like four hundred forty million dollars, like I don't know how the hell you're gonna turn that down. The contracts are there because what gambling? There's no blood money in gambling. There's no. It's not gambling. It's 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 ticket prices. Sport, yeah, sports gambling, uh, ticket prices, revenue generated, all that. It's all part of it, dude. It's all part of it. To me, you know, I just, I saw fucking, what's his name? Kirby Smarty gets a fucking $112 million contract to be, you know, a coach for 10 years at Georgia. Like, is that not the same? Where's that money coming from? These leagues are generating this money. Like, you can say, like, are the sponsorships ethical? Like, probably not. Like, a lot of companies do bad business out there, like, are aligned with get their money in ridiculous ways. Like, you could take a wild dive into it, and, like, who knows how much of it's true. But... The whole point being, the teams are making this money. So we see the revenue going to the players, and we're like, oh, my God, that is insane. Can you believe they make that much? If it doesn't go to them, it goes to the owner who's already making 100 times more than they are. Like, they split the – I don't know how it works in the NFL. In the NBA, I'm pretty sure it's 49-51% split of the revenue. I forget who's which, but, like, whatever. Like, basically a 50-50 split of the revenue between the owners and players. The only thing is there's 30 owners and there's 300 players. So like, it's not LeBron James for what he's doing, what he's done to the NBA. He makes a stupid amount of money. And when his contract, when he opts out of his contract, probably next year and gets paid again, he's going to make a stupid amount of money. He's going to set the market for the highest paid contract next summer. He's going to. And then we're all going to be like, can you believe the money he's making? Guess what? He's probably worth 20 times that amount even more to the NBA and to the team, just he can't get paid it because there's a salary cap, and instead it's going in someone else's pockets. We just don't hear about how much the owners are making. So, like, I don't think it's ever, like, worthwhile to get that. Like, oh, is he really worth that? Like, no, maybe a bad decision by the team, but if that money, if they were like, oh, we're going to pay you less, it's just one owner making all more money. So, I'd rather have the players get paid. I saw... This is where I'm struggling, dude. I saw the average ticket price of an MLB game is like two hundred something dollars. Like, all right, pretty expensive. Like, all right, whatever. Like, MLB is not making prop. Like, the NBA is not turning profits all the time. Like, what I'm trying to say is, with all the with all the money that's being generated by the team, by the league, whatever. Like, is it not 
just amount the same amount of money that's ever been before like now all of a sudden it's more it's been less like sometimes it's less right so like how how is that work what i'm I'm trying to say if they don't make it's going up mostly it's it's one sponsorship deals with endorsement it's two their television deals the television deals like the price of everything up is going up every year they're saying we have all these viewers through streaming through whatever cable all this stuff you have to pay more and more and more for this. So the ads, they're taking in more and more money because they're selling advertising space on their airtime. So like seat money, ticket prices going up every year. Every Everything they're doing, events, concessions around the stadium, like there's probably a bunch of things I'm missing. So every single year the teams are making more money because that's how any successful company is working. It's how Indeed's working, how any company. Like prices for things are going up, companies make more money. That's just how it's going to go. So as they make more money, players are going to make more money. There was a few, we had the dip a few years ago after the 2016 summer where Mozgolf, dang, everyone got like those stupid contracts because the NBA had like the wild increase. They got their brand new TV deal. Anytime there's a new TV deal, salary caps go through the roof because NBA revenue is through the roof. So there'll probably be a new TV deal in the next few years and the same thing will happen again. But usually after the new TV deal, everyone uses up all their money. They don't have the same contracts to throw around. So like it goes through waves, but for the most part, any year, Embiid, Jokic, LeBron, Durant, Curry, Giannis, Luka is up for contract. They're going to set the market. Even some guys like a Bradley Beal this summer where he's not one of those guys, but the team wants to keep him so bad that they have to go out of the pocket and pay like crazy on the max contract. So, like, it's always going to be some wild guys setting the market depending on the timing of the contract. Like, people were like, can you believe Jokic is when it came out? Like, oh, he's a two-time MVP. And then two days later, it's like right on to Bradley Beal. So, it's like, you know. It's always going to be the next new one that comes out where everyone's like, whoa, that's insane. Yeah, I don't know, bro. I don't I don't think, like, but to the initial question, like, bringing it back to Kyler, I don't think he's proven enough to allocate that much of the salary cap to him in a sport that's hard cap. Like, do I think he has a winning move? Probably not. I would have wanted to get him for a lot less. You probably weren't getting him for a lot less, so I don't really know what you do. You don't give up on your young guy that's like a pretty dynamic quarterback, so weird spot to be in, but yeah, I think it's a little bit of an overpay. I get how it happened, though. Yeah, I don't know, bro. It's too, a lot of money, bro. A lot of money. Money money ruling everything in sports, really. It's yeah. He's always ruled everything, though. Yeah, but I think it's got, dude. I have to think that it has to have something to do with 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 uh, the sports gambling. A lot of these, con- you know, these contracts are going up because the oh. the sports gambling. They but like, how are how is the league not getting anything from that? There's no way they aren't. They're they not. Are. They they have they are they have they are. And yeah. In order for them to operate, but I'm saying the contract Jalen Brunson got this summer. Mike Conley got it five years ago so like the money was around it was the biggest contract then so the revenue's gone up like crazy but like it's they're still like they're not like out of the ballpark of where they were in the last like five years or so but the big ones are getting bigger and bigger yeah it's crazy dude that's why you got these guys leaving bro because these contracts and other sports i'm telling you bro if you're saying they're just gonna keep going up forever like that ain't gonna work either they, they're just gonna go up forever how's that gonna work well, the lift, the lift thing's an exception. 
because they're not even trying to turn a profit from my understanding of it, or at least right now. I hope they, I'd imagine they hope to turn one someday, but I don't know how you turn a profit when you're giving record deals to every single person that comes over. Well, yeah, you can't until you get it going for sure. Yeah, but now they have, I don't know the extent of the deals, like how many years they are, but if you sign these guys for five years, you keep, I don't know. I don't know. I'm inter- interested to see how it goes, even though I'm not a fan of, like, golf too much. I'm interested to see where that goes. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. It is. It's. I mean, you got college kids getting more money than we're ever going to have, probably. NIL turned into buying high school players. That's exactly what happened. I would think that'll probably come down in the coming years. It's new, so there's some stuff going crazy. But that'll come down, you think? Life. That'll come down, but the other shit's going up. No, you're right. That could be a very wrong thing. That's ridiculous. Being, like reckless with, I think there are people being reckless with it right now because those are those are in the big like usually the people giving out the sponsorships to the college athletes are like maybe not when I say local businesses got blood money. <laughs> no, no, no. I, but I'm saying it's like Toyota, Toyota of Toyota of New Haven. Like you know, it's like stuff like that. It's like car dealerships, restaurants, like chain, like you know, it's things in their areas. Like all of those things have to turn a profit so some of them will probably in a few years realize like hey i don't think this college freshman who was the next hot thing who didn't even end up making like the nfl by when it was all said and done was really the move to give 10 million dollars to so like i think some things i i think some things will calm down like oh shit that's not what they get paid for a few years in the nfl and we just gave a freshman that he wasn't even starting by his junior year like you know some shit's gonna happen and please, i think those will relax a little bit over time you know everything goes up i guess but that's such a brand new thing and there's no market there's no cap on it but i think everyone's kind of learning as they go and trying yeah, to they're like gonna have to put a cap on it bro they're gonna have to figure something out with it honestly uh because it's i mean fuck why why put a cap like this is how business works like, you you can't the ncaa is not gonna stop a business like told they have for years but the ncaa shouldn't stop a business from making a bad investment like if, if a business wants to be like we think this college kid is worth millions of dollars like all right that's your decision. Like maybe, maybe they are in advertising. Maybe you're totally wrong, and they're not even going to be that great. I don't know, but that's not on. I don't know. That's how business works. Make bad investment. That's on you. It's not on the kid. That's like, hey man, you guys just offered me this money. I'm just a college kid playing sports. Like, I'm not going to feel bad for like the corporate. Like, I don't know. I think we like for some reason like target not us, but like everyone when talking about this stuff like the athletes. When it's like, yo, they're the normal person getting paid. Like, why are we defending like? a billionaire owner or like a mega million dollar corporation like what it's like fucking college could get your money man like yeah i wish i got it too i'm sure a bunch of people wish they got it but do your thing yeah no shit but i guess that's the point now you have bidding wars and it's like is that really what it's supposed to be that's how shit works that's how shit works though if your service if people want your services that much i don't know it's capitalism people want your services they'll decide the price for your services the market will decide it Kind of what I was saying with the Russ and Harden thing. Like, yeah. decided Harden's price. I, I don't know. Market's going to decide a different price for Russ when he comes up to get a contract. Then. Yeah. All right. Got to feed the dogs. All right. So Play some 2K. Finished. All right. See you, bro. Later, bro. Good talking. Yeah. Catch up soon. Kind of how I feel about the fucking. What Rich is saying about that. The MLB draft. Every pick, they're like, oh, this kid's a hitter. He's going to be power like Barry Bonds. He's Griffey's Trout combined. 
He reminds me of Prime Albert Pujols. He's a steal at this pick, and then you never hear from the dude again for the rest of your life. <laughs> Stupid. A lot of stupid, stupid stuff out there, man. Crazy. You know, it's... I don't know. Cam Smith victory was sick, though, at the U.S. Open, for sure. Score 131 through 36 holes. That was the lowest at an Open at St. Andrews. Then he birdied like five or six straight holes on the last day after having a rough Saturday. Two rounds of 64. Pretty incredible. A couple performances as well. Cam Young. And then obviously an epic collapse by Rory McIlroy. What do you expect? I mean, he's almost turning into... I know he's taking shots at Greg Norman with his 21st victory on tour, but he's almost turning into Greg Norman when it comes to collapsing in major tournaments. My God. Rory two-putted, like, 38, 36, something straight holes. Fucking unbelievable. I mean, my dad always did tell me Rory McIlroy can't putt. You know, I know Rich doesn't like talking about college and NIL and all that garbage, but I see there's 18 violations by an ex-coach Pruitt for the Volves, and it's like, now we're still in the violations? Like, whatever happened with Kansas, who just won the national championship, by the way? Um, <laughs> it's kind of how I feel about the PGA Tour being under investigation. Uh, for basically... I don't know. The way they've been handling the whole thing. I, it's... The whole thing's a joke, man. Everything's about money everywhere, including in sports. And I think it's kind of warped a lot of people's view of sports. Um, you know, there's nothing I love more than the elderly. And a lot of their takes on a lot of these things happening in sports is very interesting to me. Um, a lot of the history in sports uh, is super interesting to me. And there's a lot of history in golf, obviously, and... The NBA when we're celebrating their 75th season this past season and getting ready to start up another NFL season. Um, you know, new memories and history to be made, most likely, um, which is also just never-ending at this point. The unprecedented times and all these polarizing topics and conversations and opinions and viewpoints and yeah, I don't know, it's tough when you're trying to do your own thing and be you and all that. And seeing and hearing all this stuff around you, man, it's, it's a fucking weird place out there. And, uh, you know, I, I guess, you know, I couldn't even imagine it being like this when I started up my podcast and now just to see where we're at all this time that's kind of gone on uh, since I started up my podcast and then realizing, well, it's not that much time. I'm 28 years old, but you know, it is almost three years. And then you'd stretch that to five or you stretch that to a decade. And I'm watching these documentaries, Derek Jeter and you know, the 86 Mets and all this stuff that happened 
we're talking now 40, 50 years ago and Title IX and sports and all this stuff. It's like, what is... This is where we're at? Um, I don't know. Like, you got to change with times, I guess. And part of life is changing and losing people and losing friends and going through tragedy and loss and tribulations and adversity, both physically, emotionally, economically. It's it's all that, man. And it's, it's a lot to handle when you're... Trying to do that either by yourself, limited resources, not making buku bucks like an athlete or CEO or a billion dollar owner. And it's tough to kind of put that all into perspective when you're a big sports fan and you got a lot of passion for sports and talking sports. And, you know, at this point, I'm never going to lose that. I've learned that ever since I have was a young kid, I've had that passion for sports, not only watching it, playing it, um, all areas of it. Um, I could watch a little guy run around and throw a baseball or a basketball and it'll be the highlight of my day. So, um, yeah, hopefully I'll be back around soon. There's so much to catch up on when it comes to sports and everything kind of going on with it and trying to kind of organize it and get through some of those topics that I'm interested in. Um, it's been some of a challenge for me recently just because I've been doing a lot more with my free time and this week's been more inside time because it's so damn hot outside and next thing you know it's going to be fall and then winter and you know another year will go by and it's just crazy to me man and i just hope everyone's well out there hope everyone's staying safe trying to do the best i can and appreciate all love and support for the podcast as always gonna wrap it up for today i uh, appreciate all of the support as i mentioned and see y'all next time here on the Sega station